Um, so, yeah, so I think right now, I believe that the so-called God is just a platform um, just for everyone to, to stay on the right track. Now, when you do think about, you know, doing doing the right thing and, and, and not sinning and um, helping others, etc., like it's in everyone's Bible. Um, it's, in, it's in all religious beliefs to help others and, you know, do, do the right thing. Now, talk to someone that doesn't believe in God and strongly doesn't believe in God, yet they're still doing the right thing and, you know, they've achieved really big things and they've been very successful and um, they're always helping others, etc. now. Those people will, will tell you that there's there's always some sort of higher power within their mind that is telling them to, you know, make sure you do the right thing and, you know, sort, sort of that voice that is basically just helping, the, yeah, consciousness helping, help, helping them stay on track. Now, I feel like that's the same thing for me. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm my own God. I have my own beliefs, etc. Now, no matter how how many times you read the Bible, how many times you you know follow and practice your religious beliefs, everyone will always have somewhat different perspective on how they believe it and how they practice it. Um, now, there's some, for example, there's some Christians and Catholics that um, will emphasize on some things rather than others where other people, vice versa. Yeah. Uh, and I believe that, you know, if there is no f- physical proof, then I, I just believe that there is no proof at all. And it's just, you know, you just do what, you know, you think is right and, you follow your own your own mindset. You follow your your own um, higher power, which I would call it. And um, yeah, I think that's just where I'm at with God. And but yeah, yeah, fair enough, Tyson. You bring up a, a lot of uh, pertinent information for me personally because I I believe in God. I, you could probably define me as a Christian secularist in that I'm the the outsider of the outsider. I um I personally also struggle to deal with this kind of abstract notion of God just because you can't physically see it. I think it, most religious beliefs uh, across the world tend to ring on the fact that love and connection and human, I suppose, vibrance of personality is something that needs to be brought out. Uh, however, there are various churches around the world that because mainly due to the fact that human beings are flawed, do make mistakes and that does put people away from religion and typically speaking even if a person is religious today uh, they'll say that they're you know they're secularist or they'll say they're in agnostic because they don't want to offend and that's because you know a vast majority of people these days have a job they have loved ones they don't want to offend specific people to make sure that you know that they're good but for, for me personally I think it just rings true to the fact that you need to First of all, practice self-love and get yourself good because otherwise then you become dependent on it. You, you might, I mean, I've, I drink so much coffee, right? <laughs> if I cut the ties with that, which I have tried before, uh, then there's an adjustment. The same thing with dependency on anything. You, I personally need to keep in check because I'm a very focused and I take things to the nth degree. But being aware of that, is very important. I do think that a higher purpose kind of grounds you to 
just check in with yourself. Because like we were saying, I think it's mainly due to the fact that your consciousness is trying to aspire to something higher, you know, something more than the nine to five. You know, we were talking about music and you know, lyrics and beauty that is within the world is, is very easy to see. Just on, on sales, right? And I know this is a, a completely different topic to spirituality. Um, how do you go about sales today considering salespeople and just the word sales in general comes with some sleazy connotations. I mean, my, my father's a very good car salesman, but there are some car salesmen out there that might sell you a lemon. Obviously, you're, you're doing uh, non-for-profit sales, raising awareness. Uh, do you use the term sales or what are your thoughts on sales, so to speak? Um, I, would, uh, I would say I use the term sales, yeah. Because um, obviously, the industry, I mean, it is a sales job at the end of the day. Um, obviously, we're helping people and we are spreading awareness of some things that are going on in the world that people don't know about, and um, especially in our own land here in Australia. Um, the fact that a lot of people, you know, walk past you and, and don't actually know what you're raising awareness about, um, yet they just see the, the, the banner they just see the title and they just see some people standing around the table. Um, the initial reaction of the natural human being is to, I don't have money, I, I don't have time, I don't, um, I'm not interested, um, uh, I'm re- I've already done charities, of, um, I'm already doing some other ones, etc. Now, um, Myself, I'm not. I'm not the greatest salesman. Um, I can be very good. There, are, everyone. It is a day in, day out job. Um, it is a week in, week out job. You can have a good day. You can have a bad day. You can have a terrible week. The next week, you can have an amazing week. Um, you could have an amazing month, and then for another month, you can just drop. Um, obviously, that's the way the economy works, and that's the way that you know life is. Um, but I think the fact that it is sales. Um, and you do, you, you sort of do try and sell people something that, that they don't initially want in that mo- in, in, on that day or maybe just in that moment. Um, but that's the whole idea behind sales, isn't it? Because, you know, you're selling, you're selling something that either people aren't looking for um, or maybe they're just not looking for that sort of level of what you're trying to sell. Um, now, if you walk into a, a store that, that is selling products, then yeah, someone's walking in to come and buy something. But if it's if it's sales where you're trying to actually assist, for what I'm doing is charity where we're, we're setting up um, booths in certain places, shopping centers, etc. Um, maybe even just walking on the streets and trying to stop people. Um, the fact that you need to actually gain their attention and you don't know who this person is, you don't know what they've done in their life, you don't know, you know, their past, their goals or anything. Um, but one of the biggest rules in in sales is make a friend um, before you try and sell your product. Um, and I feel that that coincides with any industry, you know, if, whether you're just in retail or you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you know, if you're actually there and you're, you're welcoming and you're, and you actually present yourself as a human being rather than just a robot, 
um, people are going to sit there and listen to you and people are going to actually stop and um, actually, you know, be interested in what you're, what you're trying to say. Um, as I say, as you sell yourself rather than sell the product. Absolutely. And just on that, there's a, obviously a similarity between salesmanship and becoming an influential person. Because like you said, you're making a friend before you're selling a product or promoting awareness for whatever charity cause that you're raising. It's very clear that you need to establish rapport. And this, this is with everything in life. I find I I personally is funny. I suppose I'm a car salesman's son, but I'm not the best salesman in the world. But yeah, most importantly, building rapport is very important for every walk of life because if you can't maintain good relationships over a course of time, then the longevity of it windows and you become, you know, a Jordan Belford kind of, you know, Wolf of Wall Street type personality who cashes in really quickly, but, um, you know, leaves a lot of burning bridges behind them. Um more importantly, we've got about 10 minutes to go, Tyson. So when it comes to it, what would you like young people out there listening to this podcast to take from what you personally do, uh, how you go about life and how they personally can get, I suppose, their goals accomplished and move onwards and upwards to the future? I know this sounds like a lot of hyperbole and, you know, the fact that I'm just throwing around words here, but seriously, you are a very competent and self-reliant human being. Uh, anyone that sees Tyson or around, say hello to him. He's a very open guy. But what's the main thing that you'd like people to take away from this podcast? Thank you. Um, 40,000 hours. Um, probably thinking, what do I mean by that? Um, initially, 10,000 hours is what um, a lot of um, people do live by um what i mean by the thousand hours is that if you're not putting in at least ten thousand hours into what you're trying to do um then you shouldn't expect anything in return just yet now to break it down a little bit let's say for example i play basketball so if i want to be the best player in the world uh, i've got to beat the best right so let's say right now it's LeBron James who's, who's the best in the best in the league um now the amount of time that he spends on the game the amount of time he spends on training the amount of times he spends um you know mentally training um all that sort of stuff now for the average NBA player they train seven days a week twice a day maybe even three times a day um, it's even like that in college. Okay, so in college, you're training twice a day, sometimes three three times a day in the morning and then the afternoon and then at night time. Now, for one training session, you're maybe going to chuck in one to three hours. Three hours probably being the max, maybe four if, if, you're, if you're on a good day. Um, so let's say three hours, seven days a week. Um, so it's 21, 21 hours that you're putting in. Um, just just for one session a week okay and he times that by three and you're what's that 63 hours 63 hours that you're putting in um just in just in the one week if you're training three times a day seven days a week now 63 hours times that throughout the whole year um nowhere near ten thousand hours all right now 
Yeah. Now, before you think that you can get to the highest level, um, I believe that you have to complete at least your 10,000 hours, um, not just in the one year, but in, in that time frame that you've, you've um, been playing for. So from, from the first day that you started until now, how many hours have you actually put into your to your goal and how many hours have you actually put into you know making sure that you're doing what you're doing um and it's for the right reasons and you're doing it the right way and is it enough so you need to add more hours now i put forty thousand hours because at the point where i'm at i feel i need to put extra um compared to a lot of people because there's a lot of other things that I need to I need to make sure that I, I look after as well as I have a family as well. I have a son and um, I've got to put in extra hours for that as well um, and multiple other things that we can go into another, another time. Um, but, yeah, so I think that, you know, if, if you can figure out, you know, how much time that you can put into what you need to do um, and how you can do it, I think you can achieve anything that you want. Um and, re- and and really look um, into uh, and really look into um, ha- how how you can improve day by day and um, just I guess not 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 give up on what you're doing and um, actually realize that you are the only person that actually does care about what you're doing and um, how you're going to do it. So um, I say just keep going and don't just don't doubt yourself. If you do. Just sleep it off and wake up the next morning and, and reiterate it. I love that, Tyson. And as you can probably hear towards the back end of this podcast, that was a uh, garden tractor going by. And I wouldn't normally ask, but I would love some more donations to keep the podcast going and to make sure that I can get Tyson in a better space. However, this is an amazing spot to film a podcast, uh, record rather, in the Supreme Court Gardens. Thank you so much uh, for being my guest today, Tyson. I, I obviously learned so much from spending time with you, enjoying your company, and I hope everyone really gets a lot of value out of this podcast. And thank you so much uh, for listening, guys, and it's good afternoon, good evening, or good night wherever you're listening to this podcast throughout the world and throughout the podcast platforms. Goodbye.